Good evening, or afternoon, or maybe even morning. Who knows? Whenever you're listening to this, we appreciate it. My name is Evan, and the fellow to my right is Pat. Actually, we record these lines separately, so really, I'm the fellow inside the recording booth. And now you're the fellow outside the recording booth. Aha! Well, either way, the people are getting bored. Welcome to another episode of Repeater. Our guest for this episode is comedian and SNL writer Will Steven. Will joins us to talk about The Cure's Pictures of You, AOL Profiles, and, of course, Teen Angst. Our musical guest is composer, pianist, and vocalist Trevor Bachman, who recently recorded his new EP, Blue River. Per usual, this episode was recorded live at QED in Astoria, Queens, and we thank you for listening. This is Repeater. Now, without further ado, let's welcome our guest to the stage. Give it up for Will Steven. Hey, yo. Hello. From backstage, Hi. right? That was good. Fancy. This is a theater after all. Hi, hey. everybody. Uh, hey, Will. How's it going? It's going well. How are you good. doing? Doing fine. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. Um, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, you're a funny man. Thank you very much. As are you <laughs> yeah. too. That's both a compliment and your job description, I think. <laughs> right. I hope so. Uh, doing it okay. Yeah. Um, but the first thing we're going to do is talk about some music we've been listening to yeah. recently. Oh, recently. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Pat, do you want to start us off? Sure. Uh, there's a band that I enjoy called Russian Circles. Uh, they are, I guess, qualify as instrumental metal. Very epic soundtracky kind of stuff. Uh, they just had an album come out called Guidance. There's a song on it called Mota, M-O-T-A. Mm. I don't know. It's pretty. It's very uh, soundtracky. I've been playing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons recently, so I feel like it fits in with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. Is it? Uh, do you often have like music on in the background while playing? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh. Cool. You get somebody with like an iPhone full of the music from Diablo <laughs> <laughs> and then just change the tracks based on what's going on and hope you remember what each track sounds like. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you saw that they're doing a big Game of Thrones music tour. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Ooh. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I, 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 I know. <laughs> but um, apparently they're doing some giant big orchestral tour that's Ooh. coming to Madison Square Garden. So Whoa. Nice. Yeah. That is huge. That's like a big, big venue. <laughs> quite <laughs> I don't know I mean like in my mind I, I would expect that to be like uh, I don't know like a, a Mercury theater Lounge. or an opera like an opera house no, but they're going big baby <laughs> yeah yeah. do you think they, do they are they going to be like playing scenes yeah it's going to be yeah. like an interactive experience or something Ooh. yeah that's pretty sick nice um, cool I've been listening to this uh, this new artist I got to pull it out because uh, she's brand new to me her name's Jametta Rose um, and she has this new album coming out called Light Bearer, but there's one song available right now called Catch a Vibe. I pre-ordered that album so fast. And I've only <laughs> heard one song cool. and it's really good. It's uh, she's kind of like a neo soul sort of funky um, feel. And it was great. I would like listen to that song on repeat and uh, it's just not something I like normally do with one track, uh, but it's great. So I'm looking forward to that album. That's very cool. Um, 
Well, I have to be honest. Next, last Thursday, I went to the Summer 16 tour at Madison Square Garden, which Ooh. was Drake and Future. Hello. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of that. Specifically, actually, Party Next Door, who is the guy that Drake signed, who's like a mm-hmm. up and coming R and B guy from uh, Toronto, and his song "Not Nice." It's like a very cool Caribbean influenced dance cool. song. It's very cool. Party Next Door. Is Party Next Door. One word, all caps. <laughs> <laughs> There's like no hidden meaning behind that. Party guys. next door. <laughs> yeah. 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 An announcement. Yeah. I wonder if he's ever going to have like a real chill album. You know, I doubt it. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's hope not. Uh, <laughs> tea in the living room. Mm-hmm. Tea in the living room. <laughs> it's a good album name for party next door. Um, cool. Great. So we asked you uh, to give us a song that was important to you. Yeah. And what did you choose? I chose the song Pictures of You by The Cure. Great song. Yeah, thank you very much. I think we can hear a clip of that right now. Here we go. I really like that background. Like, And I love the way he sings so sadly. It's definitely a teenage sort of lyric. Driving around really slow in a car. Oh yeah, dude. I'd be out in a dinghy <laughs> on a lake. And now you know, if you want to listen to a really sad song on a rainy day, listen to this song. It has a really nice bell waterfall thing. Mm. Yeah, that song has like a minute and a half long intro. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh it even they even do a full minute in like the um the single version. It's pretty and awesome. The single yeah. version's like, you know, only five or five and a half minutes long. Yeah. It's great. It's ballsy. Um now we wanted to take a guess when you first told us about the song. We each wanted to like take a guess as to what we thought this yeah. song meant to you. Sure. Um, so uh, I, th- I really was like, I was trying to th- think about it, right? The timing that song came out, 89, little before your time, I think. Yeah. Uh, before my time. Uh-huh. And I, so my guess was like, I figured you saw this in a movie and okay. it somehow like stuck with you. Sure. That was, that's all I had. Yeah. And I figured probably like on a cassette tape, and like mm. introspective in your station wagon. <laughs> it could have been if it was a few years earlier. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm. No, I, I kind of, when I was growing up, I did, I would do like these deep dives where I would become like thoroughly obsessed with a band for about a year. And so in eighth grade, that band was the red hot chili peppers. Nice. I had every album. I read yeah. scar <laughs> tissue by Anthony. Ke- I did, yeah. I did the whole mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I actually don't remember how I discovered the cure, but it became the cure in like ninth grade. And I, I, I remember being a little put off by them at first. Cause I was like, I was like a preppy kid growing up in DC and like, was like, <laughs> not like in, I went to like an all boys school and was not in like a alternative world at all. And yeah. I would see pictures of Robert Smith and I'd be like, I don't, I don't want whatever that, yeah. I don't know. Right. I'm, no, no thanks. <laughs> and then you listen to it and you're like, Oh my God, this is this like weird, emotional, beautiful pop, insane I yeah. don't know, like yeah. majestic music. And so I think shortly thereafter, I got Disintegration, mm-hmm. which was the album that that song is on. And I just, that was the song that stuck out to me. There isn't really any, I wish there was some sort of like, you know, movie moment that, that of that song hitting me. But it, it really, that song stuck with me. It's like a very like emo, I don't know. I, I feel yeah. like it synced up well with my emotional development as a 14 year old. <laughs> Yeah. Um, for all the romances that I did not have, uh, <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. Like I can, I don't think I became 
and well enough aware of the cure until probably a little bit after that. But I can only imagine they're like one of the best or worst bands to find at, you yeah. know, freshman year of high school <laughs> yep. age. Yep. They hit you where it hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, that song is about like looking back on relationships. And I was in that period of my life, looking back on the relationships that I did not have that were like, <laughs> right. it, it, that were like imagined in my brain where sure. I would like yeah. fall in love with someone and then it wouldn't happen. And sure. so that, that was where that hit me. Yeah. Yeah. I think hypothetical relationships are like the most traumatic. They're bad breakups. <laughs> yeah. Bad breakups. They're like the highest highs. Yeah. I had a lot of breakups. Yeah. <laughs> Your self-esteem could not have been that high. No, it was bad. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, but they, they hooked you for, you know, they really term. hooked me. Yeah. And then I saw them live. They, oh. I, I, they happened to do a tour, the Curiosa tour, which was a like festival tour. And they, uh, they toured with Interpol and mm. Muse and Mogwai. Lots oh, of cool man. bands. Was that around the same year? Yeah. So that was like yeah. a year later and I saw them. And that How was, was really, that. It was really crazy. It was it was like a packed outdoor amphitheater and yeah yeah it was nuts. To, I got to hear that song live, and then to flash forward mm-hmm. to make this full circle, I bought I I I had kind of gone out of my Cure phase for a while, but I listened to them occasionally, and then I saw that they were touring this year, and I bought a, one ticket for myself to mm-hmm. see them at Madison Square Garden. I went on my own, nice, um, nice. in June. So yeah. I saw them two months ago. And it, I like was like, whatever, it'll be like a fun night to myself, whatever. Yeah. And then they played these songs and just like all those emotions of your 14 year, <laughs> my 14 year old stuff. Like, oh my God, I felt like I'd gone through like five years of therapy in like one hour where like I had like all this emotional catharsis. It's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's like incredible how, like, you know, a song from your past can definitely do that quite yeah. easily. Yeah. You know? Um, and stir- I love that it's like stirring up emotions that weren't real. Well, the, emotion- <laughs> the emotions were real. The emotions right? were real. Sure. The experiences weren't. So do you remember any, uh, cause for me, like when I think about like fictional relationships, right. I'm talking about like they're real people. Yeah. They just aren't dating me. Right. Uh, but do you, did you have, was there like a crush way back then? I'm trying to remember that period. Cause there were, there were so many. <laughs> um, you know, not really. I feel like ninth grade, that was more of the like love from afar kind of like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was, that, that, that was right when like, I, so I went to an all boys school. There was a girl's school right nearby and we would like kind of socialize. We'd do plays together. We'd like kind of socialize a little bit. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of flirtation, a lot of instant messaging. Of course. <laughs> what was your um, screen name? Oh, this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to a school called St. Albans, which went by STA. Mm-hmm. My screen name was STA Laxman. <laughs> and yeah. thank you. Guess how, guess how long I played lacrosse for? One year. One year, baby. <laughs> Fourth grade. <laughs> Quite the Laxman. <laughs> um, Especially in that area, you know, yeah. like. They're really known for lacrosse. They're very there. serious there. That yeah. was where the what separated the men from the boys. And I was clearly, I clearly was yeah, boy. tossed aside pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, but I kept the screen name. Yeah, of course. I thought it'd give me some macho cred, which yeah. it did not. But, <laughs> yeah, but it's anyway, good. lots of instant messaging, mm-hmm. lots of like, hey, is is she in the room? Okay, she's not. All right, well, I like her. You know, like that, like a lot of like, hey, don't tell her though. You know, Meanwhile, like, they're all like crowded around. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of that, a lot of that going on. 
Now, yeah. Were you also doing like song lyrics in the away message or? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And in the pro and in the profile and all that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. What, uh, what's like a, what do you think was like your typical profile back then? Oh God. Oh, that's a, that's a brutal question. I mean, we can all, we can all share. <laughs> please, you know. please. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I honestly could not remember, could not tell you a specific one, but I remember lots of like weird inside jokes with friends and that yeah, kind sure. of thing, you know, quotes from conversations, definitely lyrics, a total mess. I can tell you one thing I know for sure. Yeah. This was true all through middle school and high school. I think uh, my profile and font I typed in was uh, bright yellow background, mm-hmm. uh, blue comic sans font. Tell you, worst. Yeah. So you yeah. know it's funny. Worst. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm a lead hearted dude. You know? <laughs> it's a silly conversation you're having. Yep. Yeah. Uh, can't say anything serious in that font. And the profiles would have those that really good look where it's white and then just the text has the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good look. Yeah. 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 A lot of some good like, graphic design. Graphic there. designers yeah. of the future <laughs> putting their uh, skills yeah. on display. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. And you'd have like the asterisk, you know, designs or whatever. Oh, right. But you'd have to copy that from somewhere. No one like knew how to do that. No, no one was smart enough <laughs> to do that. No. No, I did, would definitely have a song lyric that always corresponded directly to whoever I was in love with at that time. Yeah, sure. Um, it's often from like a conversation you'd had with that person, like they mentioned a band that they like and then there yes. was like a yeah. Bob Dylan quote or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and you would just like, you'd think that somehow having it sit there, they would just one day, the, it would the, click. the switch would flip. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I've been in love with him ever since he put that in his profile. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's weird. It never worked. No, <laughs> still might See, one day. I did that a couple of times, but uh, in college I got really into ska music. Yeah, so it'd always be like from Catch Twenty Two, yeah. or Real Big Fish, and it's pretty cool, guys. <laughs> got the little checkerboard pattern going in the profile. Oh yeah, oh, that is cool. Nice. Yeah, um, I think if I was really savvy, I think I always had like a hyperlink or two. Sure, but I don't. That was a I have move. no idea what they would have been to because I know like, I didn't have peanut butter jelly time or any yeah. of those things like the, but even like what the hell would they have been? I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't YouTube. Didn't have know. it. Yeah. No, I'm good dating J-Town. myself mildly, but the difference of like <laughs> just so a few years was really like there was, but there wasn't any like viral content really. No, it wasn't. I mean, there was hamster dance. Yeah. There was hamster damps, hamster damps. Yeah. Damps, 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 damps. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. E-bombs world links. Yes. Yep. Rotten.com. The, uh, weird. Star Wars kid. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think he might've been around. Yeah. He was around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had an angel fire page at one point that probably made the profile. I had a Zanga. Yep. Ooh. Oh yeah. Everyone had their Zanga links. I've tried so hard to find my Zanga mm. and I can't find it. I'm afraid that it's out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a, the title of someone's memoir at some point. <laughs> I can't trying to find, find my, my Zanga. Zanga. Yeah. <laughs> God only knows what I wrote on there. I tried oh. to go back and delete my MySpace page a couple years ago, but I had signed up with my uh, college email address. Uh, oh no! And so they deleted that, and I, they would you, send an email to delete. To, it was just there until MySpace disappeared. Oh, Is yeah. it still there? Oh yeah, I think you can. Oh, yeah, no. I wonder if mine's still up. Mine they're, might still be up. They're back. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, they tried to rebrand. Pretty Justin hard Timberlake bought it or something. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird move. So you know it's cool. <laughs> yeah. 
That's like, that's a hundred percent, you know, somebody on his team just being like, you got to diversify, man. Yeah. Get into technology. Maybe <laughs> I just media. bought MySpace. <laughs> okay. Would have been rad when he was in NSYNC. Sure. Um, <laughs> so going back to the Cure concert. Yeah. Had you ever been to a show alone before or? Actually, yes. I, I started doing that in the last few years and it's been kind of a game changer. It's amazing. It's really nice. Yeah. Yeah it's a totally different experience. Like seeing movies alone yeah. is a good experience too. One that doesn't feel natural at first, but once you, once you do it for the first time, it's nice. Yeah. I think like the hardest thing to get over is like between the bands when you have to occupy yourself. Yeah. You're just sitting there. Yeah. Standing there, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trying to talk. So phones are good for right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the only time I've been to a concert alone was pre phone or it was like kind of pre phone. I was in another country, so I didn't have a phone <laughs> and I'd, Pre-smartphone, sure that way. And yeah, it was weird. And also no one spoke English. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like pretty alone. That's your, uh, yeah. It's cool though, you know? What concert was it? Uh, ben Harper and the Innocent uh-huh. Criminals. Yeah. I liked him quite a lot around that period too. Yeah. I was into him a yeah. lot in high school, college. Mm-hmm. Um, he seemed like a cool guy. Mm-hmm. Probably is still very cool. I don't know. Still touring, still going. Oh uh, yeah. He'll play until he dies yeah. or decides not to. As we all will. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but that's the only, I think that's the only show I've been to alone. Who else have, like, who have, have you seen a bunch of bands alone? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like varying styles of music and whatever. Um, but are, so you said that The Cure played with, at that festival at least, like Mogwai and stuff. Yeah. So are they like a loud band live or? The Cure? Yeah. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're known for their like incredibly long shows. Like both times. Yeah. Actually, the first time I saw them, because it was a festival, they did like a slightly shorter set. But this mm-hmm. summer they played for like j- over three hours, I think. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they have an intermission and everything. It's like a it's like a thing, like a, a fabled cure a tradition. Yeah, yeah. They play forever. And they're not young either. They're like, yeah. it's pretty impressive. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, they're, they, 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 they're a band that, to me, like, they put up a wall of sound. Yeah. Sort of and, vibe. And they know? have a very interesting, like, trajectory of style, like, yeah. range of styles. Like, they can do really upbeat pop stuff or, like, really, like, droney, aggressive, metal-y, like, sure. yeah. intense stuff. So they really run the gamut, and they play all of that at their live shows. So they can yeah. be loud, in other yeah. words. Yeah. There's something like really fun about being at a show alone, especially when it's that loud. Yeah. Cause it like isolates you in a way and like mm-hmm. this really nice kind of way where it's just like, okay, the only thing I can think about is this right now. Yeah, totally. It's very relaxing. It is very relaxing. Absolutely. I meant what I said about it being like therapy. <laughs> it was like therapy. Yeah. What, uh, well, like what, what do you, what runs through your mind in that kind of scenario? When you're alone, like at the cure? <laughs> I mean, like, because no, so like, I obviously like we all have times that we're alone, right? And and music, I think, affects you in one way because there's lyrics and there's tonality to it that yeah. like, is probably pushing you more in one direction of, sure. of thoughts or emotional response more so than other well, uh, things you could do by yourself, you know? I'll be honest. When a show's that long, you kind of phase, fade in and yeah. out a little bit of paying attention. It's not like you're always like, oh, this is amazing. And you're like, okay, come on. <laughs> this is 10 minutes long, this song. Um, uh, yeah, no, honestly, it was like, I, I, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to see a, a, a regular show. And then when I got there, I, I really did like think about what my life was like when I was 14. And like, mm-hmm. I mean it, like it was things came up. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> like it was a, yeah. 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 
I, sorry, I, don't, I feel like I don't have like specific like no crazy memories or anything. Totally, but, what I'm yeah. asking for. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, but it is that feeling, right? It's like brings you back to a place where you you feel different. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I can think of. I'm sure everyone has a lot of songs that are like that, where it like really puts you back in a place where you're like, oh, this is not me at right. my current age. Right. Um, and it feels very present and very real mm-hmm. uh, in a way that like, I don't know, looking at, um, you know, a photo or a letter or something like that doesn't quite for me, like do it, you know, but mm-hmm. songs nail it. Totally. Lots of times. I don't know why that is. I don't know. Any, uh, any thought, any theories? No idea. Like, weird, <laughs> um, like coded memories or coded emotions or something like that. They like code in your brain through that. I don't know. I feel like it's just, there's songs that you can listen to and you're, you can acknowledge that, okay, this is a good song. This is a cool song. But sometimes it takes like 10 times listening to it before you're like, oh shit. <laughs> like this, like now this song is speaking to me. Yeah. Like the last couple of times I knew, okay, cool song. I like it. I like right. the bells in the background or whatever. But like I've heard, I've listened to songs where like I'm crossing the street and it's just like, oh, this song's about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. It finds you. Yeah. Um, Oh, that's cool. You were saying though about like uh, the cures sort of variety or mm-hmm. their, their mm-hmm. ability to really go in a lot of different directions. Cause I believe uh, like this, the album that pictures of you is on disintegration mm-hmm. really was like an attempt uh, uh, for them to kind of go back to being more like Gothic and a little more serious and a little more morose for the most part, but some, some really bright, you know, for albums. the most part, a lot of the album is dark and morose, but then they have the song love song, which is like yeah, the yeah. most like romantic pop song they ever wrote. So like totally. they, it's weird. They're weird like that. And I actually find that really, that was another thing that stuck with me from seeing them again was like how ballsy that actually is. Like yeah. to like, to not be in one lane, but feel okay. Writing like earnest, earnest music, running the gamut from like dark emotional shit to like really poppy. I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think the take uh, Smith had on it was that, he was like, I know that people are going to want to put this album as like a darker album. So this is there to say that they can't do that. <laughs> and then, but then he also said like, if you're talking about how, if the album's like serious or honest, he's like, this is the most straight ahead. Yeah. S- like song about love that we've ever written. It's the most just like on the nose, totally honest. So he's kind of like, if that's not true or if that's not brutal or whatever, then like, I don't know what is. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. And that's kind of what, what comes through and seeing them is like, they're the, they're, true to their emotions and whatever they are, which is cool. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's something that, um, whenever I, you know, first heard about them as a teenager, I had a lot of trouble getting past kind of like the image, yeah. the image of them. And also like along with that, but like all the synthy stuff, like the, the general, uh, sound mm-hmm. of the band to kind of like cut through to the fact that they were just like very honest and very yeah. sad at a lot of times, you know? Yeah. It, but it's interesting what kind of fans they attract. Like the, like my, I found out that my cousin who's maybe 10 years older than me in England, my dad is English that mm-hmm. she grew up being obsessed with the cure. And so she really liked like disintegration mm-hmm. around when it came out and everything. Mm-hmm. And she had a poster of Robert Smith above her bed that she would kiss good night and good morning. <laughs> so, and she did the whole make, Yeah. And oh, she did the good. whole makeup and everything. Yeah. And she was a cure girl. She was a cure girl. Yeah. I was not a cure boy <laughs> not, and, and not outwardly. Not yeah. outwardly. Did you have friends that uh, shared your interest in them? I think I brought a few into the fold. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I had like my little group of nerd music, nerd friends and we would share things. Like, so I think I eventually did. And I did go with a friend to see the cure. Oh, cool. Ninth grade and my mom. 
Hey, yo. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Pretty cool. How was she? How did she feel about it? She really liked it, actually. Nice. Yeah, she was like, I, I don't remember. I think she was like kind of impressed by them. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, like they're great. They're really great. They're a legendary <laughs> band. Yeah, they're really really good. Uh, so so uh, before the Cure, you're super into Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that. Sure. Happy but to. You, you mentioned your uh, your like music nerdy friends, mm-hmm. right? So, what were some things that maybe they pulled you into around like beginning of high school? Sure, I remember my sophomore year when Funeral came out. A friend told me about Arcade Fire. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was big. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Um, so, the Walkmen, the band, the Walkmen. Yeah, they went to my high school. Oh. So that they were quite popular in my high school. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I remember like the Clash, television. Yeah, those kinds of bands. A friend of mine got me really. That's into good. It. That's like sophisticated. Yeah, advanced kind of stuff. like <laughs> kind of like against the grain music. Yeah, but also and also like Animal Collective mm-hmm. and like because yeah. they were just starting to get bigger right yeah, around yeah. then. Yeah, bands like that. I'm I'm trying to remember. Clap your hands, say yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were great. Yeah, bands yeah. Like that. That's cool. The Pitchfork music blog, sure, darlings <laughs> of that era. Yeah, that's like, I mean, that's a great era for that kind of music. Yeah, and the big next one for me was Sigur Rós. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me and my friends, yes. There's just like some lines you can draw, I feel Yeah, totally. Between those groups. Totally. Between The Cure and Sigur Rós. Mm -hmm. Um, That's cool. What what about that group uh, got you? About Sigur Rós? Yeah, because they're interesting, right? Like they, for the most part, don't sing in English. Right. So uh, I think it's like easy to be like, oh, I like that band. It's another thing to say like, that's my band right now. I think it was, they were like the evolved Pokemon version of the cure a little bit <laughs> in that, like in like, like the cure did like these sprawling emotional pop songs. And then the, like, and then Sigaros took away the pop and just did sprawling emotion. Yeah. yeah. And it was like a little more sophisticated maybe, or like a little more tough to grasp. And I just found it really bizarre and weird. And I just totally fell in love with it. It was, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't really know why. No, that's really cool. Yeah. I uh I had one of the worst concerts experiences of my life seeing them. <laughs> oh, and they no. were great. Like yeah. it was the weirdest thing where they were probably kind of at the height of their popularity uh-huh. or close to it. I don't really know where their peak sure. lies. Um, but somewhere around when I saw them. And uh I went after work. It was like, you know, on a Thursday uh in Boston, and Boston has this outdoor concert venue. Um and it's a really you know, there's a laid back show Mm -hmm. for the most part they're atmospheric kind of and so throughout the audience some people are standing up and some people are sitting down that's always weird yeah but what was weirder is that the people sitting down started screaming at the people standing up Uh, like like almost starting fights throughout the entire audience be like sit the fuck down dude uh just because people like I'm like you know they don't want to stand because they love this band they're right. like really into this song or whatever they're into the whole show who gives a fuck you right. know <laughs> but then all these other like I don't know it just like we were sitting for part of it standing for part of it but I just in my mind even when I was sitting I was thinking of the people that were sitting and screaming as like lazy fucks like right. I was like just <laughs> let these other people who want to stand stand that sucks it was so weird it's it, crowd etiquette is a very weird thing and people get bad tempered real fast yeah. yeah the shoving the pushing the some standing it's weird I just couldn't get my head around the fact that those types of people were at a cigarette no show. totally that's yeah. what was weird it, to me the, the, you can never predict 
No. Fa- all fans are monsters. <laughs> all, all people are monsters. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, cool. So now let's back up and dive into what everyone wants to talk about. Red Hot Chili, chili Peppers. Please. Please. <laughs> Please. Uh, America had its phase with them. Sure. You had its phase with them. Yes, they There's did. still, people still love them. Sure. I think they're like an oft-listed favorite band. Really? Very, yeah. Yes. I, I have not heard the new album. I heard they have one. They have one. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I heard someone say it was better than expected. Sure. Go figure. Yeah. I really kind of fell out of love with them, but I did. I, I do still really like a couple albums. Yeah. I think. Um, not the one with Dave Navarro. One hot minute. No. One hot minute. <laughs> no. no. Not so no. much. That was a sad album. Yes. Um, but they were fun. I remember because they did, uh, if anyone remembers Beavis and Butthead do America. Oh, hell yeah. They did Love Roller Coaster as that a cover. That was in the Dave Navarro era. Yeah. He was a cartoon in that music yes, video. I remember. But it's just, that's like maybe the best thing they did was a cover of. Yeah. Anyone who, who, remember who did that? Was it was Ohio, Ohio Players. Yeah. Quite a tune. Yeah. <laughs> but with kazoos, kazoos instead of a horn section. <laughs> Why not? Save money. Yeah. Um, so. So who was eighth grader Will? So eighth grader Will was even more quiet and dorky probably. Um, yeah, started to do some plays. Started to come out of my okay. shell a little bit. How did this um, start? So you did, you, you kind of mentioned before, right? You did theater in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I think the first play that I did was in eighth grade, which was The Hobbit. Ooh. And I played a dwarf. <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what got you into that? I don't know. I think I always, I, I don't know. I wanted to do it. I think my, my mom had done theater and she always talked about how much she liked it in high school. And I think I always like, I don't know. I always wanted to perform in some way, even though yeah. I was kind of a shy kid. And then I, and then I started to do it. I don't know why. And that became, yeah. Acting kind of became the thing. Kind of. Yeah. 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 Um, so you did that through high school mm-hmm. and then in college, did you continue to act? I or? did mainly improv in college improv. and I did some plays. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Where, where was that? That was at Yale. Cool. Yeah. Um, and when did you start getting into comedy specifically? Like around, actually like around that time, like eighth, ninth grade, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Um, I remember really falling in love with Zach Galifianakis with his stand-up. Mm-hmm. Live with the Purple Onion. Before that. Before. Okay. Before that. With, at, um, uh, what was it called? Comedians of Comedy. Yeah. They had that show on Comedy Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I fell in love with that. Yeah. That was the first thing I remember really like making me think I wanted to do it maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think the first time I think I really saw him not in a movie was Purple Onion. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was blown away because I just knew him as like the random, you know, comic relief in an already dumb movie. Like, yeah. Uh, Out Cold. Out Cold. That I, was what I was just thinking. That's of. how I knew. Yeah. I like knew him from that movie, I think. Oh, man. And maybe a couple other small roles. I wonder if that holds up. Out Cold. <laughs> Anybody seen it recently? Let's put it on the Somebody TV, has right? to have seen it recently. <laughs> Out cold. Who else was in that? A f- a f- I'm sorry? Tom, Tom Lennon. Lennon. yeah. Wow, really? Wasn't it one of the um, Landons? No. The Brandon Fraser lookalike twins? I want to say James Vanderbeek, but that's probably wrong. <laughs> Let's just say he was and nobody checked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All I know is that I remember I had a, I have a cousin that was then in a knockoff of Out Cold. What? Yeah, think about it. 
like that's impressive. a knockoff of Out Cold. Explain. I didn't see it. I think what it was, was called, it called like Frostbite, maybe. Hell or yeah. Frost- <laughs> or Frostbitten. All I know from it, because I don't think it was ever like available in a medium that I could get my hands on. Yeah. I just like would see the IMDb page because it was like one of the few things she was in. Okay. Um, and it just you could like read the synopsis and look at the characters and you're like, oh, this is out cold, but two years later and done worse. <laughs> was it even, was out cold enough of a thing? No, to be a I don't know. Out cold feels like a knockoff. Doesn't That's what it? I was going to say. Yeah. 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 It is. Of well, what? Ski patrol. Ski patrol. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm sure the audience know got movie. all that subtlety. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So like, yeah, eighth, ninth grade. Sorry, me, yeah. Uh, I was shown Stella. Oh, and like yes. The, and those were just yes. so out of left field. Absolutely. And something about it made me go, oh, I could do that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that looks easy. Um, no, totally. I, I, I remember seeing those videos in my high school library and being like, what the fuck? Yeah. They have like a dildo and a pizza and like it was Every just scene. weird as hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> so weird no but like just in general the yeah. absurdity was really like mind-blowing yeah 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 that was the that like stella's shorts were introduced to me in college and they were huge in my like college friend group i feel like that was the most often quoted like our inside jokes i felt largely were just stella lines yes um a lot of im profiles there yeah <laughs> exactly well, that's so. It sounds like right. You were so you were in high school, eighth, ninth grade, even with access to a lot of like comedy online. Yeah, I remember. I, I'm trying to remember what our internet situation was at home then. Mm-hmm. Um, I had access to. I'm trying to remember. There was like a, a computer that my sister and I could use that was upstairs, and I remember being like going on deep dives again with like comedy nerddom and music nerddom, and going on like I found a Cure fan site. I remember that and like going on that. Um, yeah. Fan sites became a thing back then. I, I yeah, remember. That's right. Yeah. I was reminded of that recently because I saw a Blink-182 fan page Instagram. Uh, <laughs> cool. They're doing a lot better than the official Blink-182 Are Instagram. they really? I mean, they like got better photos. What are know? the they're politics doing, of that? I think because they're like not afraid to do like old photos that have like Tom in them and stuff. Okay. And whereas like the official page is probably. Is Tom gone? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he's UFO hunting. Yeah, he's UFO hunting. Oh right, and he's like making important videos and making important music. And right. Blink One Eight Two wants to continue to do nothing band? important. I was going to say Angels in America, but that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> what is, so close. <laughs> what is it called? So close. Angels and Airwaves. Angels and Airwaves. Angels on the outfield. Who I have right. seen live. <laughs> you have seen. Oh live. yeah, baby. Uh, Two thousand eight, two thousand nine, somewhere around there. Did you go alone? No, I dragged my girlfriend to go with me. Uh, I felt feel bad about it. No, it was earlier than that, I guess, 2005, 2006. Um, but yeah, that was uh, bad, objectively. But uh-huh. he is a guy, like, you've talked about, like, um, I guess, sort of, like, being able to pull you back in emotionally. I don't know that I've, like, listened to much beyond that first Angel and Airways album, but <clears throat> I remember when it came out, I was a sophomore in college, and I was like, God fucking damn it. Tom DeLonge has written songs that make me feel emotion. Yeah. From being like 13 until, you know, yeah. I think I was like 20 at the time. Um, even like, yeah, I didn't even have to like the music. His but voice. then going to see it live. Yeah. I guess, yeah. There was something about, and he writes like 
dumb, simple lyrics that like <laughs> you can find meaning in almost every song sure. if you're Damn. alive. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it was like one of those types of things where I was at the Angels and Airways concert. Like one part of my brain watching how the drummer like basically hits a MIDI track that then plays throughout the entire background of the song. Cause they have, so, they have like too many effects and it's just like four guys that aren't that good at music on uh-huh. stage. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so like most of the actual like momentum of every song is just carried by a backing track. Right. And I'm like, one part of my brain's like that fucking sucks. I hate this. I hate this so much. And the other part of me like wants to cry. Sure. Cause I was <laughs> so emotionally invested in what he's singing. Well, while you were saying that I had a realization, which is, I think depending, I wonder if the timeline is correct. There, the Blink-182 self-titled album came mm-hmm. out in like, what, 2003? There you go. Yeah. Who's featured on a song on that album? Robert, Robert Smith. Smith. Yeah. I think there's a chance that that was my end. Ooh. I think. That would make sense. I, yeah. Mm. <laughs> they Agatha Christie twist. It was a real like, uh, I was a big Blink-182 fan at that, at that time. And that was, that did feel like a very like legitimizing uh, cameo. Yeah. Not like it like... That was an important cosign. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that song was good. It was good. I don't remember Sorry, it, guys. but I liked it. Um, Clearly, enough to research. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. I don't know if anyone can. Um, but it did have a Curie vibe, obviously, when he sang. Something like All I Want or oh, All yeah, I yeah. Am or uh, all, all of This. All of This. That's it. I think that's the name of the that's song. It. Um, it was a good vibe. And it yeah. was like a very appropriate to have him on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one other thing I wanted to ask about. Please. So you said your dad is British. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. English? Yes. Did that influence like what you listened to growing up? Kind of, yeah. I mean, only in obvious ways. Of, like, <laughs> I'm of, so sorry. Uh, yeah, no, no. Only in like the Beatles and stuff. Like yeah. he got me into like that. There wasn't like you know, cool. He, he hosted a, I remember him saying that when he was in college, he hosted a radio show and that he was like a bit of a, but so my, so my dad is a, a journalist, as I said, mm-hmm. when he moved to America, he covered mainly political stuff, but back in England, he was writing like magazine pieces and profiles and stuff. And like, he, he doesn't care about rock music really. He likes mm-hmm. classical music. And I only found out like later in like that he did all this cool shit. Like he like, he's like, I think I, I think, yeah, no, yeah. I interviewed the Sex Pistols. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Like he did like this crazy shit back like well before I was born. Yeah. But he just couldn't care less about. God, that's so sad. Yeah. Isn't that sad? Like for us. <laughs> no, know? for like, yeah, for my childhood. I feel like I, it's like the relationship that never could have been, you know? Like, <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's cool though. I mean, like he was, he had some connection to it, right? He did. He just didn't really care. Yeah, but, but he yeah, was into he classical music. So yeah, did any of that trickle down? Only by osmosis, like only through just like him having it on all the time in yeah. the car and in the living room and all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about your mom? Where's she from? She's from Chicago. She's from the U.S. And she really like she is. She likes the greatest hits, the oldies kind of stuff. She nice likes to talk about how she saw the Beatles when she was ten, and she was literally in the last row of the big place in Chicago. Yeah, but yeah, like how it's. That counts. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fun story. Yeah, I didn't go to anything when I was ten. Yeah, I think maybe I went and saw Patty Loveless. Okay, know anyone knows who that is? She's yeah. great. I saw my first con- <laughs> my first real concert was uh, with, uh, Willie Nelson. Ooh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, how was that? Baller. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> <I don't know. clears throat> cool. Can everyone give it up for Will? 
Will, thanks so much. Thank you, guys. For being our guest. Thank you. And stand by for just a minute while we uh, get Trevor up here. This is a great time to um, see what's on Instagram or uh, check Twitter or um, update your uh, CV. If you want to hear Trevor's cover of Pictures of You, head on over to repeater.show where it's available to stream. You can do that right now or you can wait until later. Whatever floats your boat. Maybe you just listened to it and your mind is blown. Or maybe you're just waiting for this part of the show to end. Either way, be happy, because now we're going back to Trevor with an original composition of his own. Um, so I write musicals. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and um, the song I'm about to do is from a show uh, called Chasing Fear, which I just did a big old concert at Rockwood on the Lower East Side. Um, uh, and it's about a. Uh, it's based on an ancient Turkish folktale about a boy who goes into the woods looking to find fear because he doesn't know what it is, um, and he meets all kinds of thi- all kinds of things. He meets um, uh, witches and and sea sirens um, and an ogre. And this song uh, is about that. And it was written in a really weird time, <laughs> uh, uh, which was um, uh, after the the pulse shootings. Um, and then a couple weeks later I was in Dallas and like all that weird stuff started happening that week. Um, and it really made me think about what, um, what do we view, who are our ogres of today and why do we view them that way? So that's what this is about. Trapped inside in the daylight Breathing the same air Till I go for a walk at night Gotta stay alert Sometimes people try and hurt you Never know If I'll be alright It's a world full of violence While the planet spins around I stay shut up in bitter silence Lock up my front door to keep out the world war right outside I wish that I was like the Blue River I want to run when the sky turns black I'll be coming on back to my bed after kicking in the sun I want to bathe myself in creation Gaze at constellations in the night Oh, I would rejoice Raise my hands, raise my voice I'd be like you If I knew I was gonna be alright Got a ticket to nowhere Wish that I could say that I belong somewhere Wish that I could know why my parents let me go Then I could rest like all the rest And I could be someone like you Whole life ahead of me, so much left to do And all the things I'd be if I could let the world see The price I'd pay to spend a day and walk the world own way, run till 
my legs grow tired till my breath was all run out I wanna dance in the city square And sing and yell and shout I wanna swim against the current Up the stream to the river's end I wanna know I got just what I ought I wanna know I got a friend Like the Blue River I wanna run when the sky turns black I'll be coming on back to my bed after kicking in the sun I wanna bathe myself in creation Gaze at constellations in the night Oh, I will rejoice, raise my hands, raise my voice I will rejoice, raise my hands, raise my voice I will rejoice, raise my hands, raise my voice I wanna know in my soul that I'm gonna be alright I think I'm gonna be alright I think I'm gonna be alright Thank you. Whoa! Guys, Trevor Bachman, give it up! Want more of that sweet, sweet Will Steven? Well, watch Saturday Night Live, the show he writes for. Also, check out his Twitter, at Will underscore Steven, for live appearances and some pretty rock-solid tweets. And you can listen to all of Trevor's Blue River EP, along with a lot of other great stuff he's recorded by visiting trevorbachman.com. Keep your eyes out for live dates as well. That Trevor Bachman has some serious pipes, and it was really refreshing to hear a song from a musical. I know. It was great to mix it up. It was also great to have Will on the show. Who knew that a guy with a screen name like STA Laxman would grow up to be such a funny and genuinely decent adult? Never judge a person by their first screen name, Pat. Unless it has 69 in it. Nice. Until next time, hit repeat. Evan, put a shirt on. Repeater is hosted by Evan Forbarden and Patrick Cartelli at QED in Astoria, Queens, a place to show and tell. Find out more at qedastoria.com. Our show is supported in part by Hi-Fi Records and Cafe in Astoria. Visit them from wherever you are at hi-fi-records.com. Editing by Stephen Garvey. Theme music by The Sun Lions. Everything else by Love Nest Productions. Welcome to Repeater. Repeater.